0: What's up, everybody? I am back. I am back, the long-awaited, highly anticipated episode two of Into the Darkness, the podcast is here. Listen, I want to apologize for the long delay between episodes. Um, I launched my first episode uh, back in August of 2021, so almost a year ago. And I planned to launch actually this episode uh, in October of 2021. but you know, life gets in the way. Uh, I had some other priorities to focus on, and I could not dedicate myself 100% to this project. And uh, I felt that would have not been fair to my audience. Um, you know, I think I, I owe, owe you 100% a 100% commitment. Uh, so there's no half stepping. So again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, Again, greatly, greatly appreciated. Never taken for granted. So please continue to listen, uh, comment, and subscribe to Into the Darkness, the podcast. I am uh, really excited about this topic, so we're going to jump right in. Um, Today we're going to talk about love. Um, We're going to talk about first loves. Uh, How do you know when you're in love? Um, how how men love, how women love. We're going to talk about uh, some of the differences between men and women, and how men and women love each other. Uh, we're going to touch on when is loving someone just just not enough. Uh, loving the wrong person. Can you be in love with two people at the same time? Do you believe in love at first sight? We're going to talk about unconditional love, the opposite of love. And we're going to touch on deal breakers in relationships and why relationships and marriages fail. Um, And we're going to also talk about, you know, when, 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 when to walk away, when is enough enough? Now the first thing I want to do is kind of lay the groundwork you know for the for the players uh the characters in this in this uh in this thing we call love men and women. So um, let's talk about some fundamental differences between men and women. And here's a couple uh, that I want to share. Now uh the first one is that when a guy meets a girl, okay, fellas out there, tell me if I'm wrong. You meet a girl, okay? Um, you're telling your boys, hey, you know, I met this chick, you know, what's their first question? What's their first question? Their first question is, what does she look like? Okay. Now, on the flip side of that, um, when a girl, needs a guy and she's telling her girlfriends and again, ladies tell me if I'm wrong, what's their first question? What does he do? Okay, the second difference um, is and this is in my opinion, but between men and women is that men want respect. Women want love and I'll get into detail uh, a little later in the show. So, so let's get down to the heart of the matter. Okay. Now, here's something I've heard a lot, and uh, I'm quite sure you have too. I mean, I've heard this seems like since the beginning of time, you know. And I've seen, uh, you know, tweets and posts and comments, you know. And one of the things is that all men are dogs. You know, I hear that from from the ladies all the time. You know. Oh, y'all, y'all just dogs. all dogs. All men are dogs. Okay. Um, now, to some degree, I disagree. Okay. All men are not dogs. They're not. We're not. All men are not dogs. But all men are pigs. Okay. And that's what I tell my, 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 my daughters all the time. I'm like, men are pigs. Okay. Um, here's an example of what I mean. Okay. Now, fellas, have you ever been to parent and teacher conference? Okay. And if you are checking out your third grade teacher, your third graders teacher, okay, during parent and teacher conference, then you're a pig. Okay. Now, if at that same conference, you're trying to get your third graders' Uh, the teacher's number during parent-teacher conference, then that makes you a dog. See the difference? Okay. Now, so for argument's sake, let's just say all men are dogs. Okay, we'll go with that. But you know what, ladies? Women are just as scandalous. Uh, and I can make the argument even more so than men. Women I'm more slick with it, okay? And I got a true story, but I'm going to leave it alone. I'm just going to leave it there. But look, the point I'm trying to make is that men, women, both our halos are bent, okay? Now, one of my, uh, I guess, jobs, if you will, uh, or things I do trying to, you know, come up with ideas for topics during uh, for this podcast is that, you know, I do spend quite a bit of time doing some research on you know, social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and one of the, the tweets, the comments, the posts uh, that I see is only a real man and, you know, fill in the blank. You know. And again, I've seen tweets, posts, comments, you know, a lot more than I would like. Um, but my favorite one is uh, how some men can't handle a strong woman or don't want a strong woman. You know? Now, listen, ladies, that makes no sense. OK. Men want a strong woman. A ride or die. I mean, I know I do, you know, You see, men don't have all the answers all the time. And sometimes we need our women to be our strength. Every king needs a queen. You know, why do you think the queen is the most powerful piece on the chessboard? Because the queen can make moves that the king cannot make. So Every time I hear this, oh, some men can't handle a strong woman. Just come on now. That is such a misguided analysis, and all well, women, y'all, y'all eat it up. Now, here's the truth, okay? It's not that men can't handle a strong woman, okay? You see, women nowadays think that being loud, bossy, rude, and just genuinely unpleasant to be around makes them strong. No, it makes you annoying. And undesirable to be around, you know. And for guys, there are just too many other women, you know. And one final thought. Think about it this. You know, think about this, ladies. If you feel you have to be handled, and that's a problem right there. See, men want a strong woman. We do. We want a strong woman. We want our women to be strong, okay. What we don't want It's a pain in the ass now, moving on. I got a question. Okay. If you've ever been through the pain and heartbreak, you know, of a breakup, okay. And you've managed to survive a breakup, either in a relationship Or a marriage, Um, and again, you've mattered. You've managed to survive. Do you get to the point? Here's my question: Do you get to the point where your heart is unbreakable? Okay, let me explain. I believe that as men and women, we reach a certain point in our lives. you know, if we've been through enough pain and heartache, if you will, where our hearts become unbreakable, you know, personally for me, I've been through enough pain and heartache that that's where I am right now. I just feel that I, my, my heart is unbreakable. Now, that does not mean that I'm incapable of love or, you know, I'm guarded or, or you know, I'm, I'm, you know, numb or anything like that. I have, walls put up or anything like that, it just means that either way, I'm going to be good. Okay. If it works out great. If it doesn't, that's fine too, you know? And when you love yourself enough to the point where you don't need to be with someone, ironically, that's when you're ready. That's when you're in a good place. Okay. Remember your first love. Remember the first time you thought you were in love? I, I sure do. You know, how do you know when you're in love? I think for me, I think it's when you can't stop thinking about that person. Um, it's when you think about. What you want to do for your future, planning a future. And that person is part of your plans. Okay. You know, physically, you know, it's the that warm, fuzzy feeling, the butterflies you get, you know, um their touch, you know, just to hear their voice, you know, uh their kiss. You know, it's a it's an undescribable feeling, but that I think that's when you know that, that you're in love. Okay. Have you ever lost a love? You know, um and I'm talking about in terms of, of, of breaking up with someone, you know, how did you deal? You know, did you lose it or did they lose you? OK. Now, we've all uh at some point. Been in a relationship that didn't work out. Again, we either broke up with someone or someone broke up with us. And, you know, I've been on the. Wrong side of breakups quite a bit. <laughs> But it's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, Um, but guys often take breakups harder than women because they don't have the support system that some women have, you know, because if a woman breaks up with a guy, you know, she's got her girlfriends to help her ease the pain, you know, they go shopping they go out to break bread they go out for drinks they get many petties they go on vacation all kinds of stuff you know and most guys don't have that support system thus we internalize our emotions and we just don't have that outlet to release our pain okay because breakups hurt no lie okay and another thing i've learned about breakups and this includes men and women is that there is this need, this desperation to be with someone. There is this fear of being alone. And at one point in my life, um, I fell into that category. I didn't want to be lonely, you know. And then I learned the difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, you know the fear of, being alone um, or not having someone, you know, it puts a person in a very vulnerable emotional position. And we will sacrifice our self esteem, our self respect, just to be with someone. And we feel that being with someone that treats us like crap is better than the alternative. It's better than being alone. Now, while we're on the subject, uh, about breakups, um, I want to talk about when is enough enough, Um uh, deal breakers. What are your deal breakers? Um, there was a movie that came out, uh, Back in 2000, I'm gonna say early 2000s, uh, it's called The Mexican with uh, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, and James Gandolfini. Uh, and at one point during the film, uh, James Gandolfini's character uh, was talking with Julia Roberts and he asked her, he said, uh, you know, if, if two people who can't seem to get it right, but truly and genuinely love each other, he asked the question, when do you get to a point where enough is enough? And, you know, she seemed, you know, stumped by that question. Um, and his answer was, you don't. One of my favorite comedians, D.L. Hughley, uh, actually met him, he's a real cool dude. Uh, once asked the question that if you truly love someone unconditionally, what is the one thing they could do that you could never forgive them for? And uh, his answer was nothing. Now, I agree and disagree with both uh, D.L. and and. James Gandolfini, uh, his character in The Mexican. Um, But there are still deal breakers. Um, For some, infidelity might be a deal breaker. Others, dishonesty. Others, verbal or physical abuse. Um, You know, those are the the usual suspects. But here are some common reasons why relationships fail and people break up. Now, the first one is jealousy. Okay, and I know you're saying, no, that's, that's common. Listen carefully. I'm not talking about jealousy in the traditional sense. You know, I'm not talking about jealousy from without. I'm talking about jealousy from within. Some of us right now, right now, right this very moment, are jealous of our partners. Okay? Jealous of their jobs. Jealous of the friends they have. Jealous of their dreams and goals and aspirations. Even jealous of how they look. Okay? Jealous of their success. Not realizing that Their success is your success. And another reason why relationships fail is because someone in the relationship, or even both, have an agenda. Satisfying that agenda is more important than the relationship. Now, I want to take a a deep dive, deeper dive, into three specific deal breakers. And I want to know what you think. Okay. So the first deal breaker that I want to take a look at is being with someone that does not respect you. Someone who has no respect for, uh, the other person's thoughts, feelings, opinions, or point of view. That's a deal breaker. You know, how can you be with someone that doesn't respect you? Okay. Um, you know, we, we, we are all different people, you know, and we all have, you know, different perspectives or views on life. And, you know, we don't have to agree because we're not robots. We don't have to agree, but we have to respect. The other person's point of view at the very least and you know being with someone that does not respect you you know that's that's a deal breaker the second deal breaker um is not being someone's hero okay you know i need my woman to be my hero as i mentioned before You know. The queen can make moves, the king can't make, you know. And oftentimes in relationships, we have to be each other's hero. You know, when the world is crashing down around you, you need a shoulder to cry on. You need a hero. You know, to say, hey, we're going to be okay. We got this. We are going to get through this. You know. You know, when the storms of life, you know, come and you need a hero and that hero is nowhere to be found that's that's a deal breaker you know um, so you shouldn't want to be with someone who is either incapable or much worse doesn't want to be your hero now my final deal breaker um, is, you know, if the person you are with does not embrace your children, that's a deal breaker. Um, now this dynamic applies to blended families. I mean, if someone's coming into the relationship with children from a prior relationship, um, because, you know, we can't say we love our partners but not embrace their children, you know? Children are an extension of that person you're in the relationship with. And to reject them is to reject the person you claim you love. Now, infidelity, dishonesty, you know, emotional and physical abuse, those are tough nuts to crack. But I think those things are forgivable fixable if you will, but someone who does not respect you can't or won't be your hero, doesn't embrace your children. Those are three things I just don't see a fix for. Now I want to talk about the consequences of loving the wrong person. You know, loving the wrong person can cost you emotionally, mentally, physically, most definitely financially. And one of the problems with loving the wrong person is once you realize it, you know, it's too late, you know, everyone else around you sometimes can see it, but you don't until it's too late. And since the term love is blind. um, And it is usually too late because you've invested your time you know, money and emotion. Now, sometimes loving the wrong person doesn't necessarily mean that person is bad. You know, um, sometimes we want to love people that don't fit our definition of love. And it's not their fault. I mean, nobody's fault, to be honest. You know, sometimes we can just be the right package at the wrong address. It's all about knowing what you need. Okay. Now, ladies, if you believe a man should pay for the entire date or pay all the bills, then find someone that shares that same belief. Okay. Fellas, if you believe your woman should stay home, cook, clean, you know, take care of the family and the home, then find a woman that shares that same belief. The problem is we try to make people believe what we want them to believe rather than just finding someone that feels like we do, you know, knowing how and what you want and need to be loved and then finding that match. You know, oftentimes we get involved with people who we think we can fix. You know, and I understand helping someone to grow, um, not mature, but just just grow personally, you know. But I don't know about wanting to to fix someone. I mean, I remember back in the day, Oprah used to have those, you know, fix your man shows, you know. Um, You know, you should want a relationship, not a project. You know, you should want to fake focus your your energy uh, on working on your relationship, not your mate. You know, ladies, if you feel you must fix your man, you know, or or change him to what you want, perhaps he's not the man for you. And and that goes the same way. Now, I'm not saying, you know, helping this person grow or improve the person they already are. You know, what do I mean? I mean, encouraging them to be better. You know, a better person for themselves, not for your benefit. You know, I mean, if you love someone you feel. You must fix. Then perhaps you're loving the wrong person. Some people are in love with the simple fact of just being in love, you know, they like the concept. You know, they fail to realize that it's not always, you know, rainbows and cupcakes and cotton candy. Real love is not the real housewives of Atlanta, okay? Real love is being with someone, uh, not just when times are good, when times are bad. That's, that's the real test. Okay. Now, walking away, I just want to touch on that for a bit. Um, You know, we need to find the courage in ourselves to walk away from relationships that are not working, that are not helping us grow. And if you're in a relationship with someone that brings out the worst in you, might be time to walk away. Now I know easier said than done. You know, that decision might be, might be hard because, you know, perhaps there are other factors involved. Uh, but a wise man once told me that the hardest decision to make is more times than not the right decision. Now I said, when I was putting this episode together, I said to myself that I did not want to Give out relationship advice. Um, if you knew my resume, you all know I'm the last person that should be giving out relationship advice. But I will, I will say this. In my experience, the one thing I've learned is that if it's not right now, it's not going to be right later. Okay? You know, if you're in a bad relationship now, a marriage is not going to fix it. Okay? If you're in a bad relationship or a bad marriage, having a baby is not going to fix it. Okay? Relationships that are built on a bad foundation are destined to fail. And that pretty much applies to anything. You can't build anything good on a bad foundation. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, I'm just going to throw this in there real quick um, selfish and toxic people uh, that are in relationships. And it seems to me that these individuals always seem to end up with the nicest, sweetest people. I mean, have you ever seen two toxic folk together in a relationship? (laughs) That almost never happens because they they know, you know, they know that they're toxic. But rather than find another toxic person, they choose to ruin the lives of non-selfish, non-toxic people. Okay, that one was a free one. As I said earlier, you know, as part of doing this podcast, you know, I listen to other podcasts, um, do a lot of, you know, research on, you know, social media and whatnot. And I was listening to uh, this podcast. It's called The Nice and Neat, the podcast. And uh, these cats were talking about a good woman versus the right woman. And what's the difference? And I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to steal these guys' thunder. But uh, check these brothers out. Um, It's the Nice and Neat, I'm sorry, Nice and Neat, the podcast. And you can follow them on Instagram or check them out on their website, www.niceandneatthepodcast.com. But anyway, this brother said that the difference between a good woman versus the right woman. Okay. And he said... A good woman is socially acceptable for everyone. Okay. But the right woman is specifically designed for you. Wow. Let me say that again. A good woman is socially acceptable for everyone, but the right woman is specifically designed for you. Now, this is for my married guys. Now, fellas, let me know if you agree that we've all dated good women, but you have to admit you married the right one, didn't you? Ladies, you guys can say the same thing to all my married ladies out there. You know, now I want to talk about, uh, some, some problems, uh, in relationships. And one of the most common problems is communication. Um, he doesn't communicate. That's what women will say. Others will say, oh, well, she doesn't listen. You know, communication is a, it's a two way street, you know. Um, and, you know, one of the questions I hear from, you know, my guy friends is that, you know, How do you communicate uh, if no one's listening? And from a guy's point of view, I think it is difficult to communicate with our women when we know y'all really don't care what we think. (laughs) And you know, there's a subtle difference between hearing someone and listening to them. And at times I think some men can be better communicators if they felt that women genuinely cared what was coming out of their mouths. You know, we can, you know, men, we can read body language. You know, you know, society has already dictated that it's not normal for a man to express his emotions. So from the jump, it's difficult for us to express how we feel because we think she doesn't care anyway. You know, so why bother? Now, that's not to say women don't love their men. Y'all do, you know. Um, but as men, we are just prone, you know, not to communicate our feelings. If we get the sense that our women don't care what we're talking about. So my point, ladies, is this. As men, we're not going to, or or we're going to find it hard, difficult to communicate with you that things that are important to us, things we are passionate about, knowing that you don't care. And on the flip side, okay, fellas, I think the communication problem that men have in relationships, it's a matter of trust. Okay. Trusting our women with our feelings. Initially, don't assume that she doesn't care. Even though she doesn't. <laughs> Just give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay? I know us guys don't want to admit it or deny it or try to hide it, but we are emotional creatures, you know, in some way or another. Okay? And with that being said, we should still make an attempt to communicate every attempt to communicate. And if you don't get the response that you're looking for, then you communicate that too. No, as men, we have to let our women know where we stand emotionally. And the only way to do that is to communicate. And you will indeed find out what you need to know and how to proceed going forward. You know, speaking from experience, I've been in relationships where I was hesitant to communicate based on past experiences. And I was wrong for doing that. We cannot assume, you know, uh, we cannot assume that. Everyone's different. Uh, Some women should be afforded the benefit of the doubt. As I said earlier, give her the benefit of the doubt initially. Just don't assume that she's not going to listen or doesn't care. She doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> seriously, seriously, fellas, you know, we must establish an emotional footprint in our relationships, and our marriages. Otherwise, we cannot complain. We cannot hold our women accountable for what they don't know. You know, something she says bothers you, upsets you, you know, something her behavior bothers you, upsets her, upsets you, tell her, okay, but if we choose not to communicate Like I said, we can't, we can't complain. There is an Instagram page, uh, black love page that I follow and I highly recommend to follow. Um, this page offers great insight and excellent perspective on black love. Um, and one of the posts asked a question, um, can a black man be a proponent or a supporter of black love, married to a white woman? Is there a contradiction? Um, and I was like, "Wow, that, that's a great question." And my answer uh, to that is no. I don't, I don't, I don't see the contradiction there. Um, now, of course, this is just my opinion, and. I'm not speaking for everyone, but I believe, I believe that to be true. I don't think that is a contradiction. Um, my wife is of Latin descent. Um, she was born in Puerto Rico. Um, but I'm still supporter of, of black love. Because personally for me, love has no color. I don't see color. I, I see what's on the inside. And on the inside, we're all the same. That's just, you know, that's just what I believe, but I love seeing black couples, um, especially older black couples, I, I, I love that. And my heart rejoices seeing black love on display. Um, but from my perspective, um, and the fact, you know, that love has no color. I don't think that makes me, Now, to some, maybe it does. And that's okay. Um, I think another thing to support my theory is that I have black daughters, you know, I have daughters, you know, beautiful, brilliant African-American Queens. So by default, I'm a supporter of black love and black women. And I will always, always have love for my sisters. You know, there is, there is nothing like the black woman. Nothing. (laughs) Now I want to jump into, uh, how women love. Now, this is probably not going to go well with my female audience. But ladies, again, this is just my opinion. And remember, the show is about opinions, there's no facts, it's just opinions, okay? Um, but how do women love? I think some women love transactionally. And what I mean by that is some women base their love on what a man can do for them. What can he provide. You know, remember I said earlier, you know. When a woman meets, meets a new guy, their first question is, what does he do? Okay. The Sopranos. Okay. Anybody watch Sopranos? Um, Tony Soprano was, was, was banging everything in his skirt. Okay. And his wife, Carmella, she knew. She accepted it. Why? Because of what he provided for her—the house, the car, the money, the jewels. Now, of course, you're probably saying, you know, darkness—that's that's that's just that's fiction, that's TV. Okay, let me give you a real-world example. Magic Johnson. Okay, one of my favorite basketball players. I was a big Magic fan. He was not faithful to Cookie, you know from high school, college, you know, early part of his NBA career, you know, up until the point he contracted HIV, allegedly. But that's a story for another time. In any event, Cookie stayed with Magic through all that. Why, why? Because he was such a great guy. (laughs) Or was it because she knew the life magic could provide for her. Okay. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, or if you think I don't know what I'm talking about, rather, here's a question. And let's keep it real. All things being equal. Okay. If magic had my balance sheet, you think cookie would have stayed? with magic. (laughs) Look, some women just love transactionally, and that is okay. Ladies, it's okay. That's what society dictates. I mean, it's just the natural order of things. It's the way of the world. So before y'all come for me, just so you know, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. Okay? Now, how do men love? Now I'm about to make a Pardon me, a bold statement, okay? Men really don't want love. You know, we want a hot meal, ESPN, and our favorite team to win a a championship. That's what we want. I'm just kidding. Men men do, men do want love. Um, But there's one thing we want more than love that is respect we want respect from our partners our children you know we want respect on our jobs from our friends you know respect to men is more important than love okay cuz you see we can we can be fooled by love you know but lack of respect is something we can detect immediately To men, love is is the byproduct of respect. If you respect your man, he will automatically believe you love him. It's that simple. Is it possible to be friends with someone you were in love with after a breakup? My answer to that question is yes, no, no. And it depends. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'll say yes, because at least you you should. um, If the two of you are linked by children, especially younger children, because even though the relationship or the marriage failed. uh, There is still a responsibility to work together as co-parents. And by doing so, it teaches the children an invaluable lesson that even though mommy and daddy are not together, they can still get along. Now, if there's nothing linking the two, just make a clean break. Uh, you can be friendly, you know, but what's, what's the point of being friends? Because you know? I mean, if you're going to be friends, you might as well get back together. You know but there's a reason why you broke up in the first place you know another dynamic to consider you know with being friends with your ex is the impact it will have you know if you moved on to another relationship you know how is that going to sit you know being friends with your ex with the new person you're involved with you know that could get complicated You know, what about, you know, friends with benefits (laughs) Uh, with someone you were in a relationship with? Again, I think that could get complicated as well. Is the opposite of love hate? You know, that's a common belief among a lot of us, but actually... The opposite of love is indifference, OK? I think indifference towards someone is actually worse than hate, you know, because to hate someone takes energy, emotion, effort. But to be indifferent towards someone, to not have a feeling about a person one way or the other, or as I like to put it, either here nor there, I think that's worse than hating someone. You know, I think we've all known people who we've been in a relationship with or been friends with, and we don't hate them. But if we never see or speak to them again, hey, that's cool too. When is loving someone not enough? Some of us are not ready to be loved. Some of us don't love ourselves enough to be loved by someone else. You know, we have demons, guilt, fear, and other things that prevent us from receiving the love that we deserve. Can you be in love with two people at the same time? And the simple answer to that is no. And that's all I got for that one. (laughs) We can debate about it later, but uh, my answer is no. Unconditional love. Chris Rock said that only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. He also said that men are loved under the condition provide something. Remember I had said earlier, what does he do? (laughs) Now, from a male perspective and from my own personal experience, I find this to be true. But let's, let's discuss unconditional love. What is the definition of unconditional love? Simply, it's loving someone Under any condition. Now, of course, it's not that simple. But when you say you love someone unconditionally, I think the true meaning is loving someone, not when things are good. I said this before. You know, but the true test is loving someone when things are bad. You know, loving someone that makes you angry. Loving someone who is sick. Loving someone who loses their job, loving someone who's who's not perfect, you know, loving someone for who they are, you know, and not what you want them to be. You know, there are two things about unconditional love. And the first one is that it's very rare, you know? And number two, You know, you you usually don't find it in both people in a relationship or a marriage. You know, but when you do, when you do have unconditional love between two people, that is a beautiful thing. You know, the Bible gives the best definition of love. In 1 Corinthians or as the former president, Donald Trump, said, uh, 1 Corinthians. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Um, but seriously, 1 Corinthians 13, starting with verse 4, uh, this is the definition of love. It says, love is long-suffering. Love is kind. Love has no agenda of their own. Love is not easily provoked or thinks no evil. Love rejoices in the truth. And this is the best part. It's the part I love. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things endures all things. Love never fails. Okay, it is time for me to get out of here. Um, But to sum things up, love relationships are not hard. If two people work at it. You know, two people moving a couch is easy. It's easier than one person trying to move a couch. So you got to work on your relationships, your marriage every day. Fellas, if you love her, tell her every chance you get. We have to make our ladies feel loved, safe. Now, ladies, all you got to do, all you got to do for your man is make him not want anyone else. Okay? And the best way to do that, best way to do that, ladies, is be his peace. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, a big shout out to my producers, DJ Kurt, Double O. Much, much love. Um, any questions or comments, you can hit me up at Into the Darkness Podcast at gmail.com. You can also comment on the show's Instagram page um, Into the darkness. Uh, you can catch the show on Apple, Spotify, or Google podcasts. And again, as always, don't forget to support your uh, local small businesses. As I said in the first show, this is going to be a platform where I can uh, promote and support Small businesses. Also, um, do your random act of kindness. Do your random act of kindness. I believe that if you put good things out, good things come back to you. One more thing I want to say. Um, y'all hear me out. Uh, Buffalo. Um, te- uh, Uvalde. Tulsa. Philadelphia. Um, all cities of recent mass shootings in this country. Um, And the question in the hearts and minds of everyone is, when is this madness going to stop? And, you know, part of me, well, a lot of me believes that the brutal truth is that it's not. You know the lawmakers uh, are not going to do anything uh, I saw this tweet this gentleman said that um, if nothing was done after Sandy Hook you know once America decided that killing children was bearable it was over now if there is one solution uh, I think the solution is love, love for one another, love for self, love for humanity. Okay. Love for oneself, uh, you know, regardless, um, you know, and love for one another rather, you know, regardless of race, won't allow you to shoot up a supermarket, an elementary school, no, a doctor's office. The answer to this madness is love. Thank you for stepping out of the light and into the